you know, Anson was saying, you know, we were so young and we didn't understand, we didn't appreciate. And, and I said, Jerry kept trying to tell us. Hello, I am Ed Begley Jr. and I'm willing to do anything to help the planet. And I love taking public transportation for just about any journey around LA. I'll even ride my bike to power a toaster oven. And of course, I love my wife. And I'm Rochelle Carson Begley. I haven't touched a bike since, well, it's been a while. I'm a bit of a reluctant environmentalist. However, I do love Ed. Okay, in this week's episode, we have Don Most, who used to be called... Donnie. And why was he called that? What show was he oh, called, Donnie? Oh, co- it was Happy Days. Happy Days. Happy Days. He was Ralph on that show. Yeah. And had a great time doing it, but then went on to pursue his musical dream. Hey, everybody, welcome back. Hope you're all doing very well today. And we're so happy because we have a lovely guest joining us today. But before we do that, we want to share what has been making some of you happy. Sammy Karevi says, I was energized by recent IEA report showing 1.2 million electric cars on the road. There is such a study, and that study is available at IEA. That's at IEA. Nick Russ says, FYI, I'm saving this email address because I still list you as a personal reference when applying for jobs. That's very funny. And I will... Because you're so... It's a joke, honey, but oh, a funny okay, one. okay. I, I think it's funny. Okay, I didn't... I was just... I'm keeping the email address. I list you as a personal reference applying for jobs. You don't oh. think that's a ah, joke? Oh, that's it's funny. A, yeah. Okay, very well, good. I do too. Yeah, but I, would, I wouldn't give you a good recommend. <laughs> Probably Nick, true. I would. So you know it's the beginning of a new month, so tell us, what will you do to make it great? Will you try something new? Maybe start tackling one of those old New Year's resolutions. Take a vacation like yours truly, going to Paris, mind you. Uh, we sure would like to know. You can connect with us on Twitter and Facebook at BegleyEsk or email BegleyEsk at gmail.com. And we're very lucky today because my dear friend, actor, director, and singer Don Most is here with us. You know, not only was he an actor on Happy Days and... Be- continue to act but then he went into directing and voice acting and currently he is pursuing his music which is this amazing uh, Sinatra-esque big band sound it's so wonderful Nelson Riddle kind of yeah, arrangements I really mean, great stuff you, you you can hear the lyrics they have meaning they have a story to them he has this smooth gorgeous voice it's like I really think uh, that this is coming back into fashion you know, uh, a lot of, enough with the head banging and the inaudible songs and you can't understand what they're saying and the grunts and this. I want the good old days. And in this case, it would be the happy days, would it not? You see a pair of laughing eyes And suddenly you're sighing sighs You're thinking nothing's wrong You string along, boy, then snap those eyes, those sighs, they're part of the tender track. We're going to find out what's uh, encouraged and inspired him to explore his artistic talents and share that with the world. And nowadays you perform and travel a lot with your swing band, which I had the pleasure, we both had the pleasure actually, of hearing your music, which I must say for those out there, it is extraordinary. It is like Sinatra incarnate. He's got a great voice. A great voice. And there's standards on here like my favorite, Bewitched, Bothered, and Bewildered. I mean, any other way. I mean, these are... C'est, c'est bon. C'est, c'est bon is on there. Yeah, it's a duet. 
and it, it came out great. And um, who'd you do a duet with? A, a wonderful singer named Becky Martin. Oh, and uh, really, really nice. And uh, what lover come back uh, after you've gone? Classics. Uh, a tender I got trap. it bad. I got and it bad, bad and that ain't good. good. I love, that's one of my favorites. Yeah, on I know. There. Oh. And, and you in, started singing before you started acting, didn't you? I that did. Was, yes. Wow. Yeah. Um, I was real young. I, I saw the movie The Jolson Story when I was like nine years old, and and I became fanatical about it. I watched it like 10 times that week. It was on something <laughs> called Million Dollar Movie in New York. We used where to have they, Million Dollar Movie. And they would yeah. show it like twice a night. So I watched it every time. And then I bought all of Jolson's albums and I started singing to them. And, and then I became a student of that, of that music from the, you know, the 20s, 30s, 40s. And there was a great DJ in New York called William B. Williams. He was on a station called WNEW AM. WNEW AM. I remember WNEW. Yeah, and William B. would play all the great standards and Sinatra and Nat King Cole. And you said the Million Dollar Movie. You used to watch that all the time. They had King Kong on for like a week. I watched it every single show. Uh, Like 14 times you could watch it in the week. You could watch it. Sonny Fox. Remember Sonny Fox? Oh, yeah. Sonny Fox. I see him once in a while. He lives in the Valley still. Really? Yeah, he moved out here as we all did. I haven't heard that name in forever. I had a feeling you hadn't. That's amazing, yeah. Great stuff. Great uh, New York broadcasting, radio and TV. Great oh, shows. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Chiller Theater, do you remember that? Oh, yeah. Sure. Oh, yeah. Yeah, oh, my mm-hmm. God, Channel 9 had good stuff. But anyway, so that's when I started, mm-hmm. and then I actually went into, I went to a school and, uh, for singing and acting. They made me take tap dancing, which Where'd I didn't want to do. Where'd you go? Come on. It was a guy, it was an old vaudevillian named Charlie Lowe, and he had a studio. Oh. And, um, and, and he picked, he would handpick people to be in the professional review, and I got picked to be in it. So then I was singing in the Catskill Mountains one summer, you know, in all the hotels. Sure. I'm 15 and I'm singing in the nightclubs, you know. Awesome. But, so that was, uh, you know, I thought that was what I was going to do. And then I switched. I kind of, my father had an idea and he saw me doing some plays and he said, you know, you should take some serious acting classes if you're really into this. And, and I somehow knew he was right and I kind of took a turn and left the place I had been going to and, and went to a more serious workshop which and one? Which one? It was a woman named Eleanor Rabb, and, and she had been doing it for years mm-hmm. in the city. And it was just a small, like eight teenagers my age, and we would just work on scenes, you know, from all the great plays. And it was mainly theatrical kind of uh, orientation. And um, but that's when I really got into acting. And and but no, knowing that I'd get back to singing one day, you know, and it took a little longer than I would have thought. But I, I you know, you get caught up in all the other th- things whether it be acting in TV, film, and then I started directing a little bit. I yeah. directed three independent films. Wow. And then the, here was the problem. I would have done this music much earlier, but when I was on the show in the 70s and early 80s... That the, is Happy Days, by oh, the way. Oh, I'm sorry. Yes, yeah. Happy Days. <laughs> um, this kind of music was sort of not in favor at all. Right. It was, it was during, Led Zeppelin. Oh, well, you were on the 50s show, so it was... Right, but but during the 70s and 80s, no. this was now looked oh, no. upon as like my parents' and grandparents' right. music, and right. it wasn't until later that it started having a resurgence. the big renaissance. Yeah, so, you know, when Harry Connick started Harry doing... Harry Connick, and, exactly. And, and before Buble, yeah. Natalie Cole, when she oh, yes, did that Natalie album. Natalie Cole, yes, that uh, great album. Dedicated to her father, oh, a great album. And great then, album. And then Diana Krall coming on the scene. And, yep. and then, you know, of course, Buble. So then um, I knew now was a much better time because I loved this music my whole life. 
and it was like, well, here's an opening, here's a window for me to. And you never to do really it. gave it up, even though you're working on Happy Days, Lou, and doing lots of directing and acting. You would always sing. You would oh, find yeah. time to always sing. I, yeah, I did. I mean, I do, would do it on my own just because I love the music so much. Um, I, in in the car alongside all of that stuff. But then, more recently, you know, with technology, I started doing it a lot on the computer with like a garage band really? or something like that. And do overdubs and stuff. Yeah, and, and that's when it really happened because I, I found software where you could remove the vocals from some of these great tracks if they were recorded center panned. If the vocals were center panned, then the software would remove it. So I was taking all my favorite Sinatra and Bobby Darren and all the Nat King Cole stuff, taking the vocals out and then singing to these incredible arrangements by N Nelson Riddle. <laughs> yeah, and right. Nelson Riddle Man. arrangements, I know, not bad. <laughs> yeah. Amazing. And, and incredible orchestra, wow. you know, band. And, and I'm at home, I'm getting to record this so I, I i must have recorded 200 songs five times you know but then i started playing them for people and they're like going my god you know you got to do something with this and and I, that was part of the catalyst i'd say did you did you go on the road with it i mean would you perform live oh yeah i'm You're, about three years ago well, i started about three years ago i started i had met a guy who, uh, who i asked to become my musical director because i had worked with him on something and he's from Long Island, but... Um, Where in Long Island? He lives all the way up in Smithtown, up in Suffolk County. I know Suffolk Smithtown. County. I grew up in Merrick. Oh, did you? Yeah. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I grew up in Brooklyn, and all, half of my fraternity was from Long Island in college. That I, I went to college in Pennsylvania. Uh, Lehigh University. You okay. went to college. Yeah. See, he didn't go to college. Uh, I went to Valley College. Come on. High school <laughs> with ashtrays. A beautiful junior college oh. in L.A. Community College. It was a wonderful, it still yeah. is a wonderful institution. That is true. Our daughter's going there now. Yeah, well, then there <laughs> you go. The price is right. The yeah. price is, and the proximity is good. So, so my the musical director is from there, and then I started picking out songs, and, and we put together a show, and... I found a manager um, who was very serendipitous how that happened. And, and then he got me booked into the first place I performed was Vitello's right here. Oh, right there. Studio City. Yeah. Uh, neighborhood. Uh, yeah. So I did the show and it went great. And then people said, oh, you got to keep doing this. So it expanded and I started doing it more and more in New York, places like Feinstein's 54 mm -hmm. Below and out here Catalina's Jazz Club. And then in venues across the country have been doing it more and more and then recorded the album so it's been like a kind of whirlwind and wow that's awesome and so as you uh, as i said before happy days was the real breakthrough for you right? oh yes absolutely so Without and and little did i know that ed had done an episode of happy days were you guys on the same episode or yeah yeah, yeah i didn't have as much to do it that was more you were doing more with anson, anson that's, true. that's true and richie yeah, that's true. Because my part was, I, you know, it was a real peripheral character at the beginning. And I was a friend of theirs, but not as close. And then as the show developed, uh, they moved me up and up and up. But I remember that was one of the first episodes. It could have been the third or fourth episode. Something like that. Yeah. yeah. So it was a great honor to see, get cast See, if you had been better, show. you could have actually maybe been on the show longer. I but know. there we are. I disappointed Let's... Gary Marshall. Something <laughs> you let him down? No. I don't, <laughs> somehow I don't think so. I, well, I remember Anson, and, and it's funny, I remember these conversations. They were saying when that you got cast, that, and, and they were talking about how good you were. I remember, really? Oh, bless no, they were talking about Ed. They, <laughs> Ed Senior, he, he had been well, well, He's we making know, it up, course. but you got to love him for yeah, making it up. No, no. God bless him. I remember these conversations because, I mean, everything was so new and indelible. When, when, when that first happened, you know, I remember 
a lot of that like like it was yesterday. Strong memories. I, I yeah. have the same memories. I had a great time in the show. Everybody was so nice to me. You know, I just had a ball doing it. And Henry, I knew Henry a little bit. Uh, oh, you knew Henry a little from New York or, or, uh, or No, I, I worked on, well, maybe that. I can't remember how I first met him. I might have met him with Cindy Williams or somebody. Uh-huh. Dan Tanna's probably. Or with Penny Marshall. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, but he came. I was doing stand up at that point. He came to my uh, stand up routine. He came to the Troubadour and saw me perform. And he oh, wow. still gave you a and role. And still was my friend. I know. <laughs> wow. And oh, I yeah, did he a didn't movie. Have, he didn't give you the role. Shows you what a nice guy he is. He's a I nice know. guy. Then I did the one and only. That movie that Henry did. He did a movie called oh, the, one the One and Only. Oh, you were the One and Only. Yeah, I had a small part that. in that. Oh my gosh, I remember that based on like a gorgeous George wrestler. Exactly. Really? Very funny. Yeah, it was funny. I remember. So let's get back to what's really important that actually could help me is your directing. So you know I'm an actress. Yes. Oh boy, here it comes. (laughs) Well, I'm hoping to get some projects going soon. I haven't done one in a while, but root for me. Root for me. Now that you've met me. Yeah. Yeah, she'll help you get your picture made. (laughs) There's some real cachet for you. And Rochelle Carson's in it. Who? <laughs> I got Rochelle Carson. Rochelle Carson, Carson Begley. Does it? No, doesn't no, help. No, it hasn't help. helped. I don't know. I try. So you were in Happy Days, right. which was iconic and huge. And how was the? Because sometimes you get sort of typecast. Oh yeah, obviously. Yeah, more know. than yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah. Uh, how was that? Yeah. Oh was gosh. That? Oh man. I should be that's... so lucky to be typecast. But go ahead and talk about. Well, that's it. a long. That's a long conversation, but. It was very challenging, very difficult. I left the show after the seventh season, same year that Ron left. Our contracts were up. Mm -hmm. Ron was trying to, you know, prove himself as a director. Actually, he came to me um, during the third or fourth season of Happy Days and said, I want to prove that, you know, I want to make a little film so I could show people what I can do. I have an idea to do this experimental film. We'll do it in 16 millimeter. I have a story idea. Would love for you to play the lead and develop it with me and so we and do it experimentally like do a lot of improvs with the people record it and base script off of the improv and wow. do, do it that kind of wow so we 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 started doing it and i brought in um, linda pearl who um sure. uh, who was Good a friend talented of actress and she was a friend of mine that i knew before happy days and i got her her first audition, and she got a Happy Days part, and that got her. That's to, right. That's right. Going. She was on wow. Happy Days. She was in one of the early shows. So she came in, and we did improvs, and we developed the story, and then we got a, We started shooting it on weekends while we were doing Happy Days mm. during the week, and um, we got about halfway through, and then Ron got a, a assignment to direct for Roger Corman, his first The film. Roger Corman movie. That's right, yeah. a movie about cars or something. Yeah, really? Mike Duster, Grand Theft Auto, one of yeah, those two. Yeah, I, I auditioned for it. I didn't get it, but he was very nice to me. I went and auditioned. Oh, really? And, yeah, then I went in also the, what is it called, Night Shift, the one with Mike Night Shift. Then I auditioned for that too. You didn't, didn't get that get one either, did you? But he couldn't have been nicer. It's Ron Howard. He's yeah. one of the nicest guys yeah. that ever lived. one of the nicest nice. guys. Yeah. But uh, after the seventh season, Ron was now, you know, really wanting to move into the directing in a bigger way. And I felt, I was feeling I'm getting typecast. I'd been doing the one character for seven years, and I felt like the, the scripts were, you know, it's hard after a while to keep mm-hmm. it fresh, and I felt like it was sort of getting repetitive and not growing anymore, and I just felt it was time to, to move on. And, you know, I'm stubborn as 28, and I told my agent, I don't even want to do any tele- series oh. for a while. I just <laughs> want to do, I want to try to do film and theater, and that's it, you know? And it was like hitting a brick wall because no one, I couldn't even get an audition 
for a movie. You know, it was, wow. I, it was six months. I well, that's a different. It was a different time back then. It was much yeah. harder. There's a big hard line between yeah. film and television. Oh my God, you were we a were like, we were like second class citizens. Yeah. That's true. Yeah. yeah, and from a sitcom, it was even tougher. I think <laughs> you're right. You're now right. it's like the creme de la creme. You'd be so yeah. lucky, you know. Oh wow, you're on that Netflix show. You're doing that Amazon show. Come over here. We want to do a movie with you. We love yeah. you. Yeah, there's a total bridge between yeah. the media. Totally, now. movie stars, Kevin Spacey, yeah. Academy Award winners, all want to do TV shows because you get that arc yeah. not just one episode you get to do 10 episodes not one movie and you, you get do a 10 consistent movies. paycheck and there's more character development that you can That's do right. in that absolutely so yeah, it was very different back mm -hmm. then it was hard so I couldn't even get an audition for you know and I was with a big agent so it was tough um, I wound up having to sell my house and changing lifestyle um, but and then eventually I said okay you know I, I'm going to have to do some television because I I need to work and right. so then I started doing some TV but it was still not getting parts that I knew in my heart that I could do and expand beyond the character that I played which I was nothing like the character that I played I was never the jokester in real mm -hmm, life mm -hmm. the comedian I was pretty I was more like Richie I was pretty quiet you know so um, I wanted to play other roles and it was it was tough but I eventually got to do some and I was doing theater to keep you know my the chops going more and more and and luckily got to continue working and then moved into directing a little probably as a part of the frustration out of not getting sure. to the acting work that I really wanted so I found some material I directed some theater first to make sure what that did you do? The first play I did was a equity waiver play at the Tamarind Theater, which is mm -hmm. on Franklin. And um, it was a play that I had done, I had acted in at the Westport Playhouse in Connecticut, yeah. a play called Doubles. Um, and I thought it was a great character. It was four guys. It takes place in a tennis, like in the locker room. The whole thing's in a locker room with four guys. So it's really good character stuff. So I did that, and it was a great experience. And then I... I did a few other plays, some uh, premieres, you know, new plays and one acts. And, and then I said, okay, you know, I, I felt that this was a good idea for me to do. I got some affirmation, you know, mm -hmm. doing it. And then found some material. And then I was able to find money, you know, which wasn't easy. And, and got my first film made, which is called uh, The Last Best Sunday, which is a very dramatic piece, uh, mainly to, uh, to high school uh, um, almost like a Romeo and Juliet. It was a young gal who's uh, in Central California, very strict parents, very religious, and then a Hispanic uh, son of a, a migrant farm of migrant wow. farm workers who would normally have nothing to do with each other. But under this very heightened situation, they're put together. He takes her hostage, but in her house, and then a relationship develops. So it's it's a, it's a real good... Not What's a the name good, of it again? The Last Best Sunday. Mm. It's a really interesting film. Got to see That's that. what Ed did to me. He took me hostage and then a relationship. That's, happened. that's yeah. how it happened. It was hostage taking all right. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, okay. yeah well, sometimes Maybe it was the other that's way the way around, to do it. Yeah, it's the only way to do <laughs> yeah. it. I changed my number at one point. That's all I'll tell you. I finally figured out what to do with my stalker. Marry her. <laughs> That's one but way no, that it. sounds very pertinent to, to would be relevant to today's climate. I yeah, I, I think it's kind of a timeless kind of piece. Mm -hmm. And then I did a comedy drama called Moolah, which uh, was based on real circumstances that I I developed the story with some people that I that they had a business and it was falling apart and it was fam it was my brother-in-law and my cousin, 
And um, so I said, I think there's a movie in here because all of a sudden there was this big deal that was going to change everybody's life, even though they were on the verge of everything falling apart. And Mm -hmm. then this big deal came and it kind of pitted them against a corporate thing. And I said, I think there's a movie here, you know. And so we developed it and um, it came out really, really well with some some good actors in it. Um, Treat Williams has a nice supporting role in it. I love Treat Williams. He's terrific. And... um, William Maypother's the lead. I don't know if you know William. Um, he was in Lost. A really fine actor. And then Daniel Baldwin is hysterical in it. He's, really? He's really good in this. And then um, Doug Hutchison's in it, and uh, Ephraim Ramirez, Charlotte Ross, Curtis Armstrong. Really, really Great nice. Great people. Really nice film. I know Daniel Baldwin a bit. Very funny guy. Very nice guy. He's, people don't think of him as funny, but you see him in this. He's really good. Um, so the directing, I, I really enjoyed it, but that was some years ago. And then the last film I did was a family film for a friend that she has a company in, and I wasn't sure I wanted to do it because they didn't have a lot of money, and it was animals and kids, and Oy. without a lot of money, yeah. Yeah. it's yeah. tough. And it was, it was tough. It was, it was really tough. But we did it somehow, a movie called Harley's Hill, and it came out really sweet. It's a sweet movie. When did you do that? That was about four years ago. Great. If we're, well, so, you're due, so you're yeah, due. Yeah, so I'm ready for, and I've got some really good projects, so we'll see. Oh, good. But you still are acting. And, oh, yeah. And, you know, one thing uh, more recently, you were in Glee, which yeah. seems like the perfect fit. Yeah, Glee was Glee was a great experience. It was a great cast, great crew. I, I played uh, the father to the character Emma, played by Gemma Mays. Um, and it was She's the, wonderful, isn't yeah, she? Yeah, she was terrific. And But I played, most of my stuff was with Valerie Mahaffey, played my um, wife, and she oh. was terrific. That's who I did worked with more. Did you get to more. Right, But right. I, did, I did get to work with Gemma in, in one scene. And But the, the cast, it, it reminded me a little bit of Happy Days, only in that they were so... I don't know. They gelled together really well. Yes. The crew was great, and it it, it just reminded me. It looked heard. like they were having fun. Didn't yeah, it, it, it sure was, showed. It, Jane it, Lynch is a dear friend. Boy, oh, do I she, like her. Yeah, she's terrific. She is. Yeah, so it was just a really good experience overall. I didn't get to sing no. on it because they didn't know they didn't that know I you sang. Were now they know. Yeah, After not, this podcast, yeah. now they'll know. Yeah, too bad they're not yeah. on the air anymore. But <laughs> Well, look, Curb Your Enthusiasm went off a few years. It's back now. I just did one. So, oh, is you it know, back? It's back. Oh, great. Yeah. Well, I think the great. TV musical's here to stay. What about those, you know, the, the Grease that they did and the Sound of Music that they're doing oh, right. that more Live. and more. So yeah, that's cool. I think that's there's, one of, there's more in, in your life. future yeah. there. Yeah, Definitely, okay. with a voice like that, a lot more for you, Don. I hope so, yeah. thanks. But, yeah, I wish I could have done some singing on it, but say love Lots me. in your future. Yeah, to, something else down the road. To bring that into... Michelle's a wonderful singer. Thank you, you darling. Sing very you well. heard that, and, and it's been recorded, right? It's being recorded. And so our I daughter can play is a wonderful back. singer. That's great. And what kind of music do you like to sing? Anything I can sing. Um, right now, I'm doing choral stuff, but I, you know, Broadway. That I like. I yeah. like telling a story. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Yeah. It's, That's great. It's, I love uh, that music too. You know. But I, I don't have the chops that you have, that's for sure. But I keep trying. Well, you know, it's a muscle, so you have to keep at it. It is, it is. And people are saying, I'm just getting better and better. And the more you do it, you know, and, and mm-hmm. I don't realize how much. But I was maniacal. I mean, like I was recording, when I was talking about recording, I would record a song and do it four or five times or more until I, and then go in and punch in and try to get it perfect, you know. So that's why I had so much fun when I recorded the CD. 
making sure the vocals are just perfect with these incredible musicians. Oh my God. Did you go into a, a studio and do it? So yeah. You did it. Yeah. yeah. So you had a producer. And yeah. Everything. Producer, great. great producer, Willie Murillo, who did the arrangements then. The arrangements are, when you hear. Oh, I did. Mm, I heard a couple of songs. They were fabulous. His arrangements are. It, you know, he, he knows that world, the Nelson Riddle, the yeah. Billy May. He, Les Brown, kind he, of all those Yeah, great. and with that real, if you want it, swing, he, he, with some modern voicings. You know, so it still has the essence mm-hmm. and the feel of those guys, but the voicings are a little more modern at times and a right. little more exciting, you know? Well, you know, with La La Land b- being such a success last year, yeah. I think there's... It's opening a door again. I think again. so. Yeah. more of that. Movie I, musical coming back. I hope back. so. I hope so. I love that. I loved La La Land. Me too. Yeah, I, I loved I it. I thought it was fabulous. Fabulous. Such a unique world. And, and really imaginative in the mm-hmm. way he conceived. It was beautiful. Beautifully done. No. Yeah, yeah technically the way he executed it too. Yeah. All the shots and the... Yeah, the imagery Incred- that he created the, for up it. on the freeway overpass there, all that stuff that I'm well, very I mean, inventive. Very it was inventive. very inventive, and and I think with what's going on in the world today, we need that escape, that fantasy, and, and musicals do that. Where words stop, music takes over. So and it's, so it's feel good. Yeah. It's such a feel good kind of thing, and they harken back to a lot of the uh, Fred Astaire, Ginger Rogers kind of stuff, which is so great, you know. Yeah, the sort of a, what we thought was an happier time. However, it was not a particularly happier time. We had McCarthyism. We had a whole bunch of stuff going on, yeah, you know. Yeah, a lot of stuff. But they were the the entertainment was that. So I think you're yes. positioned perfectly yeah, yeah. for what's going on. I mean, normally we talk to people about the environment because that's sort of what we do yeah. here, but. But we are hauling, you know, it's, it's that, all... My daughter uh, majored in environmental really? sciences. Oh, great. Yeah, and then she got her master's in something called GIS, Geographic Information Science. What's that? And it has to do with mapping and all this, but but she's doing it. She's working, she's been working with a lot of like the forests uh, and, and the, uh, the Great Basin Institute and the national parks. So she wants to use it in in an environmental Where did she way. study? Where'd she go to school? UC Santa Cruz. Oh, great. Cool. Yeah. Great school. And then she got her master's at Northridge um, here. And mm-hmm. Cal State Northridge. So, and she's, you know, into conservation with wildlife, big time. She's been to Africa several times. Mm. Really? Was on a, Sounds like my daughter, my grown yeah, daughter. Yeah. Oh, really? Amanda. Yeah. Yeah. She got a degree in urban sustainability and she went to Africa and she went to Asia. She went all over. She traveled the world oh, and that's saw great. everything. Yeah, my daughter was on a white lion preserved as an intern and wow. at a field, uh, a bush camp near Mount Kilimanjaro doing field studies. Sort of and... like showbiz, don't you think? <laughs> yeah, it's this sort of. probably dangerous. There's a little more at stake than <laughs> just ratings. I don't know. This <laughs> the is a pretty dangerous species. town, actually. Well, you know, I was just reading the LA Times, not that. This is in the same vein. But it was about um, Phoenix, Arizona, uh-huh. is going to be un- uninhabitable. And not that di- far distance. It's going to go up to like 130. 130. Saying I mean, who can live under 130? Only, so, you can only do it with severe air conditioning. And you're making the city hotter by making your inside of your, inside of your building cooler. So it just adds to the problem. So we urban. need our youth to come up with a solution. Yeah, to come up yeah, with oh, absolutely. Urban and ways planning to deal with and it. sustainability. And, and there is a good movement in, yeah. with the youth. You could feel it taking hold more and more, don't you think? I think so. I think that People, something's got to take hold. our daughter's age, 17-year-old Hayden, they really seem to get it. The millennials seem to yeah. get it. Yeah, yeah well, we've done I a, guess out of necessity. Because out of they, necessity, yeah. yeah. And there's all these new uh, occupations. I mean, there's like whole new careers that yeah. you know. 
But um, you're from Flatbush. Flatbush, part of Brooklyn, yeah. Yo. Yeah, right near where the, um, not far from where the Brooklyn Dodgers used to play, but they left in 57, and I, I started following baseball in around 60, so I was a Yankee, big Yankee fan. But yeah, Flatbush, I went to Erasmus Hall High School, where Barbara Streisand went, and Eli Wallach went there, and Barbara Stanwyck, and and Neil Diamond went there for a couple of years, and a lot of people. So uh, it was a huge, you know, back in those high schools, I think we had 8,000 students. Wow. And it's like a, and there was an actual campus, more like a college than a high school. You know? Yeah. I would take the subway into Manhattan when I was 13 to start taking my lesson, you know, for the singing and acting and all that. I don't know that I'd let... No. Who would no, let their kid on the never. subway at 13, not these days. But then it was normal. You just, then you did. I would take it, it myself, too. Time. Yeah. It was a different time. In a way, it was a, a, I can't say it. Help me out here, Ed. This is I have no cue. idea what you're okay. roughly even talking about. Not a Vegas <laughs> mind It was a category. safer time? Was it a safer time? I don't in think some it was ways a it better was safer. time, but it was a safer time. It was time. safer. It was yes. safer. You could leave your door unlocked. There lots of those kinds of safeties and safe in certain neighborhoods and what have you. Safe in a lot of neighborhoods. But there are other things. We had a lot of horrible pollution. It was unsafe air, unsafe water. Yeah, we were destroying the planet uh-huh. silently. Yeah. And yeah. now everything's come to the surface, and we're dealing with that, you know. But we made a lot of progress. Even though we have four times the cars, millions more people in L.A., for instance, we have a fraction of the smog. So it is we've done true. a good job. It is so much less than it used so to be. So much less. We've done a wonderful job. And that's pretty amazing when you think about that, with how many more cars and how much more there is. I know. That to just hold the line. You know, we would we should be proud if we just held the line, but we yeah. didn't do that. We pushed it back. way back. You know, being a celebrity, you are asked to be involved with nonprofits yeah. and, and you know, and whatever your cause. What was your cause? I mean, everyone Ed's was the environment. Yeah, mine. Although I, I laud and admire and honor Ed for what he does, I believe that wholeheartedly. Um, I got involved more in. Uh, you know, with medicine and certain things right. because of personal experiences. So, like, uh, I've been involved with uh, Michael J. Fox oh, and, I love and, Michael. And, and other Parkinson's foundations because my wife got diagnosed uh, 16 years ago. Wow. So it was a natural move to, mm-hmm. to align with their foundation and, and help them and do events and that sort How's of thing. How's she doing 16 years later now? She's... She's doing pretty darn well. Um, she was lucky, you know. Uh, it, some people that have had it four years are worse off than she is, right? You know? But it's it's still a challenge. It, it's a progressive uh, disease, so it just gets worse. And and she's strong. She's very strong. She's doing fairly well. And we're we're hoping, you know. There's a lot of that's what this is all about. All new research because there's a lot that they're doing right now in that mm-hmm. field, and there's a lot of new things that they're working on. As a matter of fact, uh, we she had a procedure done fairly recently that is, you know, from some of the new research. So, was it the brain stem? Were they, no, no? no that, you're talking about the deep brain stimulation, yeah. probably. So she doesn't have the... She didn't want to do that yet. Mm-hmm. She didn't want to resort to that. I mean, if she, you know, you get to a point, maybe you do, but she, it scared her, you know. Mm-hmm. So uh, we did something more uh, uh, with the stem cell, uh, oh. with, a, with an outfit that we researched a lot. Here in America, or did you have yeah, to go somewhere no, it was, else? it was oh. down in La Jolla. Oh, Wow. So we're waiting to see. We'll see how it goes. I hope. I yeah. pray Here's for cross. you. Cross. We'll be sending yeah. good vibes. And that's what I hear with Parkinson's. Uh, cavalry is on the way is what I heard. That yeah. They're really making great strides. Th- there's a lot of things coming down the pike, so supposedly. So 
So we're praying. But so I've got, that was sort of my pet. Makes sense. Charity and Mm -hmm. efforts that I got involved and still do. Right. Good for you. What a wonderful cause. Yeah. And that's the wonderful thing, uh, using your celebrity, using your fame to bring awareness. And people want to listen to you and they will listen to you. And that's, you know, you've been given a gift. And so it's really up to us, I will put myself in that arena, to give back. Absolutely. And, you know, so yeah. good yeah. for you. And and I think that I'm wondering if they've made connections with Parkinson's and, and toxins and pesticides and the environment. Yeah. Environmental. They feel there is that link, mm-hmm. that um, exposure to certain pest, pesticides, pesticides is one of the things that they right, brought up. Right, that's what they think. And But there could be other chemicals as well, toxic chemicals. So... I'm sure that that's one aspect. I think what they feel at this point is that if uh, some people, if you have a genetic predisposition, so you could take mm-hmm. 10 people who are exposed to that, and but nobody gets Parkinson's but one person or, right. or 100 people and one of them gets it, you know. Right. It's sort of the luck of the draw of the I know, the, and that, it's genes, with like you know? that with, um, I mean, maybe there's the, the genes are actually changing over the years with right. the constant exposure. Right. Like with autism, you know, it was mm-hmm. one in 6,000 in the 80s, and now it's one in six, I mean, ridiculous, one in 60 or something. I mean, wow. the statistics are alarming. Wow. And they say, you know, it's not only the vaccine. If you have, you know, you have that genetic component, and right. then you're, exposed to the toxin right it it needs both things to happen right yeah so it's important that we stay healthy and so obviously you stay healthy so what do you do to keep um well i always watch what i in my diet pretty pretty well me too yeah from a pretty young age i remember when i first came out here to la in 73 74 and then after the show I, you know, I was in a position, to, okay, I was making some money and I got exposed to some things that might cost a little bit, but like, you know, there was certain like uh, nutrition and, and holistic doctors that I became exposed to at a pretty young age. And this was back in 74 and, you know, they were doing all this kind of interesting things and telling me how bad sugar was. And, and right. I, and did you stop sugar back then? I did. Well, I cut it down tremendously. Wow. But, you know, I'd go back to New York and be t- talking to my friends and I'd be telling this and they'd look at me like I was like, okay, yeah. he's gone off the deep he's end, you LA. know. But Shut up and have an egg cream and a piece of yeah, pizza. Yeah, right, yeah. right. What are you talking about? French have a Coke. Fries, yeah. Have yeah, some yeah. fries and a Coke. Yeah. And I was telling them all this. So, so I, you know, pretty early on got into eating much better and being aware of, you know, of how you can keep your health together. And exercise was always a part of it. Although I, I'm trying to get back into it. I've slacked off in that a bit. And I'm really making a, a, a determined effort to get back into it where it's such a habit that you just, it's just what it's you do. Hard. It's, it's hard. It's hard. Yeah. I remember seeing you guys get some good exercise back in the day. You had a softball team for it, happy days. Yeah. I used to go and show up for those games. Oh, be there. Yeah. David L. Lander would be there with the Laverne and Shirley team. Oh, right. And, yeah. And, uh, yeah, the whole entertainment league. That, that's right. Yeah. That was great fun playing softball. And then Gary took us, uh, the Happy Days team, around the country playing in Major League Parks before the regular Major League games. You know, as, That's right. I forgot about that. So we did that, and we played in, like, Wrigley Field. And, really? And Shea Stadium in New York. Oh, my God. Candlestick and all the, didn't get to play Yankee Stadium. That was my big disappointment. But I was—I couldn't believe I'd be in these, you know, parks. But the biggest thing for me was going out in the field before the game with the major league players shagging flies out there. And, and wow! Field. What a that, treat! That, 
that was like wow. I've gone to heaven, you know. Hell now, yes. Are you still in touch with your these cast members? I mean, this yeah, time? yeah. Um, Anson Williams and I are really close. We he's I, a singer too, isn't he? Well, he was, and he he doesn't really he's that into it anymore. He no. but he did a lot of the singing on Happy Days, most of it right, actually. You yeah, guys he, should do like a show. We, we've done a little <laughs> bit of that. We have done, but he came from a musical theater background. Oh, okay. But Anside, we talk every week. You know, I just how great heard from him th- this morning, and Henry. We stay in touch. I don't see him as much, but he's been traveling a lot. But uh, you know, we I had lunch with him a few months ago. Oh, and we talked great. on the phone after that. Ron is a little harder, but we stay in touch through emails. He's, he's tougher just, to pin yeah, down. He's is he still in Connecticut? Boy. I think he, I'm pretty sure he sold the house. Oh, okay. So I think he's more, you know, he's got a place in Manhattan. He's got a place out here. I think they have an apartment in Paris. And wow. I think, you know. Very nice. I, I think so. But we stay in touch through email. And, um, and Mary and I speak to sometimes, Mary and Ross. Mary and Ross. I, I see Mary occasionally. I love her. And she's a wonderful lost, lady. Um, um, Al Molinaro and, That's Ga- right. and then Gary Marshall. But no, the and the father. Oh, oh and Tom. Oh Tom my God, yes, Tom we lost Tom. We that was about five years. That ago. That was a few years ago. And Gary right. last year. Gary that just was last shocking. year. Yeah, it was sad, really sad. But um, I got to see guy. Gary in the hospital. Um, oh, you did. The, Day, the day before he passed. So. Oh, so at least I'm so to, glad you got to see him like yeah, that. Yeah, I was really glad that I got to. It was, yeah. it was important. Yeah, but, but a lot of us are still here and, and hopefully uh, still kicking and a lot to do. I've, I, feel, I feel like I've just touched the tip of the iceberg. That's what I feel. You Isn't know? that wonderful? I, I there's mean, so much that I haven't done artist. yet. You're an artist. That's what you. we do. So we'll, we'll see. you got to keep plugging away. Perseverance is like one of the biggest attributes. I think Jerry Paris, who you remember. I remember Jerry very well. I knew Jerry Paris. Yeah, Jerry was an what amazing, a great director. Great, great director, guy. great guy. And he he'd met Olivier, you know, a couple of times. And and he said that he passed on that when he asked um, Lawrence or Lawrence what the most important thing was, and he, he said perseverance. Perseverance. This is, this is what Olivier had and said. And reinvention. I think yeah. we just have to, you know, you keep hitting a wall, you take a right or a left, yeah. and then you, you do something else. and be, find a diff- Or find a different way to yeah. approach something. For right. do- those yeah. who don't know that name, Jerry Paris, he directed Dick Van Dyke's show, he directed Happy Days, he directed Laverne and Shirley, directed all kinds of shows for yeah. years. He was one of the hottest directors for decades. Yeah, he was. And he played the next door neighbor in the Dick Van Dyke That's show. That's right. Jerry, That's right. He did, The didn't dentist, he? Jerry Helper. Oh, yeah. he did? Yeah. yeah. He was the tall uh, dentist uh, married to Millie. Yeah, uh, right, right. that's no, right. I remember. Very that funny was... guy, a yeah. fine and director. And he'd been in some big movies. He played uh, in Marty with Ernie B- Ernest Borgnine. I forgot that. That's right. He played he did, his brother-in-law he? in that. It was a nice supporting role. He was in the Kane Mutiny. I remember seeing him in that. And You're right. The Wild Ones with Brando. That's right. I forgot all those wonderful yeah. acting roles he had, too. Yeah, so he would tell us stories and, and try to impart his wisdom. And Ants and I were just talking about that. Uh, the other day, you know, Anson was saying, you know, we were so young and we didn't understand, we didn't appreciate. And, and I said, Jerry kept trying to tell us, you know, because Jerry was, would try to, you know, impart to us that 
this doesn't happen right. and you can't take this you want us to really appreciate it and understand this and understand and you know when you're young and kind of headstrong you no, know, I'll get another series after always. that I'll be doing right. all these starring in movies what are you talking about yeah, don't right, you know right. who I am nowadays that would never happen everybody be and I'm looking at my device right now for those listening everybody be looking at their little iPhones going what what did you say I got a yeah. person what perseverance no I got to send an email shut up everybody's too busy looking at the device to even have those conversations anymore I know. You've been on sets recently. You know, it's crazy. Everybody's, yeah, everybody. You know, nobody sits around and talks about things anymore. Everybody's, hold on. I got to check my email. But yeah. I think it's youth. I mean, youth, you know, you're you're terribly insecure with this incredible ego. You know, you just think this is going to last for the rest of your life. And yeah. so the moral of the story is it, it never does. And, you know, um, and things last. They just, they change. Things, yeah. it, like, that is what life is. Yes, yeah, I never change, change so. And you actually don't. I refuse to change. I know, and it's one of the... Well, that may, that's why you seem so composed and, and that's right and, and I'm comfortable and in my own skin. I've got a wonderful marriage, a wonderful yeah. lady who's crazy about me. And I'm going to Paris in two days. Thank yeah. you very much. But I am going Take to Paris. Take your time. Because I figured... You know what? Life's short. Yeah. And Paris is there, and I'll look up uh, Ron Howard and, while I'm there. Yeah, good thing, good to know he has a place there. Yeah, I don't know if he's and, there now, but. <laughs> <laughs> you can meet somebody not, overseas, honey. I'm There's not hope to for find you. Ron. I heard he was here. Um, and you're now signed with John Regna, a music um, manager. Um, I've just started working with John. I have a manager, it's Rob Lowe, with, not the actor. Oh, right. uh, but Rob, it's a good name. Yeah, Rob. Get Rob someone's attention. Rob and Brink were the ones who got me started with all my music. And then, but we've been looking to, to expand and, and break out into a bigger way and, you know, at the next level. So I've recently was introduced uh, by my publicist, Marina Anderson, to... Um, Who's right uh, here, to, beautiful Marina, you can't yes, see, but friend. she's a gorgeous yes. lady and a dear friend. So she introduced me to a guy that she's been working with, a man named John Regna, and so he's going to work with me as a as a booking agent, even though he's mm -hmm. a manager, he does both. Right. So um, I'm really excited about working with John because I he's got a lot of great ideas and great connections, and so I'm looking to be doing it out there and you know bigger venues and more venues and and whether it be i want to do symphonies and you know this all of music that. has centers, to be heard it just stuff. has to be it's yeah. too beautiful it's too well it's storytelling you know yeah and the melodies and the the lyrics were so sophisticated but yeah. funny yeah. Uh, so witty and 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 then beautiful for the ballads where they tell these incredible uh, yeah. stories that just pull at your heartstrings and when it's done right the harmony and the the melodies that they support is beautiful. I did it with a 27-piece orchestra oh. a couple oh of months God. ago, wow. and it was unbelievable the feeling. You know, hearing that yeah. music and singing to that. So I, that's what I'm looking to do it's more. Emotional. Of that. Yeah, it's, it's and really these kids exciting. today they sing and I don't even know what they're saying. I like I get my daughter. I go enunciate, darling. Please, I need <laughs> to hear the words. I yes. want to be moved. I want to hear. Yes, and especially when the words. I have something to say. I <laughs> know. That's awesome. Well, I mean... Yeah, so this new CD is called D-Most, Mostly Swinging. D-Most, huh? D-Most. Oh, mostly Swinging, I and, like and it. Part of that came from, you were saying, well, do you like to be called Don? Do you like to be called Donnie, you know? And um, when I was, I was Donnie when I first started the show, 
because I started when I was 15. As right. That's what everyone called me. But then when I left the show, I go, now I have to be more adult if I want to get, you know, so I switched to Don. But when I started doing the music, it didn't feel right. I don't know. I felt like I need to go back to Donnie for the music. And, and then my friend, when I was doing the album, he said, why don't you go with D most? Because he saw me sign D most, and uh-huh. I used to have a license plate that said D most. <laughs> that's funny. So, so I said, okay, that's kind of fun. D most mostly swinging, and um, it's on Amazon, iTunes, you know, so people can check it out. It's um, that's awesome. I'm really it's wonderful. We've listened it. to it, and it's just yeah. fantastic. And that's the thing: you never give up your dream. Just don't give up. You um, know, you absolutely. may take some. Uh, right turns and some left turns. Well, most people shouldn't back. give up their dreams, honey. I don't know that you should pursue this dream of yours any longer. There are some exceptions. If it's just too far, too fanciful, you too don't want to spin your wheels. You know what I'm saying? I don't want to be delusional. I don't want to see you disappointed to, anymore. Honey. Getting an acting job where I don't have to pay them to work? Is that what you're saying? Hey, you've gotten several acting jobs from me. I was a director several times on a few different projects, and I gave He's you a job. Me a couple. Gave me. I had to audition for every one of them oh, that's well, right you did you had I an audition did. but you got the part i got it that's eventually right. <laughs> you no. got it that should, should make you feel better that it wasn't just handed to you Nothing's that's right trust me <laughs> and he had, he had, when i've seen everyone i didn't want to use it to be honest mark tinker went no no come on give her a break the poor woman will be crying like she'll be calling me up and driving me nuts no <laughs> she's impossible true. i live with her every day i know she'll drive me crazy no ed please i beg you just he did. We did an. Uh, he put me in. A, I, NYPD I, Blue. I auditioned. He did. Gave me nothing. I will add. Uh, with Octavia Spencer, she was oh, my wow. co-star in that uh, wow. episode, and she was not Octavia Spencer at that point. But I was very drawn to her. I thought, wow, this woman's. Well, her name was still Octavia. It still Spencer, was Octavia saying, Spencer, but she was not yes, the star that is Octavia Spencer. But she actually was. She was so good. Look at this woman here. Look how good she made me look. I was saying to everybody, you know, she came in an audition. She was fantastic. Gave you the part instantly. And look how. She's as good as anybody you'll see out there. Boy, I hope she does okay in the world. And look what happened to her. I know. She's it so was talented. a 50-50. I could have been thing. that one, but it was yeah. Octavia's yeah. turn. Oh, so yeah. there you yeah, are. She's fabulous. Story of my life. Yeah, she's stolen a lot of parts from you, honey. Octavia has. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Well, this is what 50-50. I live with. Now you know what I'm up against. <laughs> This is like a modern, a different version of Burns and Allen. Well, That's right. it's very, a, it's a, very different. Without the love. Yeah, yeah it's a little the, different twist And the to talent. It. Oh, other than that, it's exactly the same. Maybe the age is similar. For the, hopefully people know, know who Burns and Allen yes, were. Right? That's right. I used to love Burns and Allen as Weren't a kid. Weren't they great? As I a did. kid, I loved them. They were, and it was so bold. He talked to the right into the camera. Yeah. Anyway, what's happening now? Harry's going to come next door and tell me something. But they do that all the time now. Yeah, it's just... It's, I know, but See, back it's all then, coming back, Donnie. But back then, that we was are, kind of a novel thing. or It was a novel device for a sitcom. Yeah. I have an novel. idea. We'll do a vaudeville show. You and I will do our spiel, and you'll sing, and we'll get a juggler. And some dancing girls. Yes, there you and go. some dancing boys. <laughs> and some, maybe, we don't even know. Some, it's a different show. That's a whole different show. Actually, yes, it so, does seem like a whole different show. <laughs> okay, Obviously. so but for the <laughs> anyway, but I'm very excited for you, and I am inspired because I haven't done 
mine yet. Right. So, so I think that you give hope to those of us out there. And that's how I'm feeling. Uh, I haven't, as an actor, I feel like I haven't done mine yet either. Right. So, you know, I, there's so much more that there is to do. And and with the challenge, the hurdles that you face with typecasting and, you know, so you go a little different d- direction, but it's timing for everything. Now, maybe that I'm at a totally different age, different uh, place, more separation from the show. It seems like a broader array of roles are starting to be more accessible, you know. So this timing is a big part of it too, and and you wonder why it didn't happen then. Well, it wasn't meant to be. It for was some not reason, meant to you know? be. Absolutely. So I'm gonna be put perseverance, more acting, more of the singing, and hopefully more directing, and we'll see. Oh, do you ever do a exciting. little venue like Vitello's anymore? You've outgrown that. No, I still, I actually did uh, Vitello's about a month ago. Oh, good to oh, know. Oh, let yeah. us know, yeah. please. Well, yeah, we, we checked the schedule there. We can walk <laughs> over there and see you. That's yeah, great. Yeah, I'll definitely let you know. No, I still like to do the clubs, you know, even though maybe not as much. I'm hoping to, to get the other types that uh, will also let me eat and all that kind of stuff. Right. But I enjoy doing the jazz clubs as well, so I'll still do those. You Catalina, know. you ever do Catalina Yeah, Barn I've done Grill? it four or five times. I'll bet wow. you have. That's a great yeah. venue, isn't it? Great venue. I love, I've done it there with 17-piece band a couple of oh times. Oh, my God. That must have been great. Oh, that wow. sound oh, in that room. It's a good room oh, acoustically. Yeah, it is a good room acoustically. Yeah. and. And I, that's my favorite. I mean, I like it all. I like doing it with smaller groups, but there's something about a big band when it's really well, tight. Well, this music, mm. oh, it's really it's big fantastic. band music. Yeah. yeah. And when the musicians are great and the arrangements are great, I f- feel like you have to pull me off the ceiling sometimes. That's like I'm floating, you know? Sure. It's that kind of a high. It's great. Well, I can only wish that kind of high for all of us here and for more and bigger and better and you know what and again you have given me inspiration well that's Um, good no i think it's really important that's what this show is about is to inspire you if you you know make a positive change that's what we try to do and if you're an artist you create that's what you do and so if it's not if you're not acting, then you're painting, or you're right. in your case, or, or writing, or, or writing, but yeah, or developing, or this. pole dancing in your case, <laughs> <laughs> doing something. If I could pole dance, I would be so bloody happy. That means I would be so fit. Puppetry, marionettes, you have many skills, so there's always going to be work for you in show business, honey. There's something for you I out there. I should be there. so Just lucky. I say, tell you, we would do a vaudeville show, and, and I think I would be campaigning to bring back vaudeville. Why not? On social media, where do people find you, Don? Um, well, I have a, on Facebook a music page Don under Don Most. Okay. And on Twitter, it's uh, Most underscore Don. Most uh, underscore Don yeah, on most, Twitter. On Twitter. And then uh, www.donnymost.com have a website. That's great. And you great. need a Facebook we'll check all that out. page. Facebook page is under Don Most. Oh, you just he said you, that did already. Did you just say that? Yeah, Where he the did. Heck did I, go? I don't that's that okay. It happens. happens to me all the time. It happens. I was thinking about my career, maybe. <laughs> there you <Or> go. <laughs> well, maybe we could change that. Thank I'll, you. I'll get one of my movies going. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We got a barn. You got to audition. Do a, I auditioned. This was what this was. Why do you think I'm doing this podcast, for God's sakes? <laughs> trying to meet directors. You see how you've been gulled into this whole exactly. experience here? Now you know what's up. I forgot you directed. You directed a lot of TV. but I just did a couple of episodes of NYPD Blue and had a great time doing and it. And theater? I loved it. You wrote Yeah, that I wrote and directed and a play. Directed? Yeah. Oh, that's great. Yeah. And had we known, you would have been 
reeled in to be in it. <laughs> <laughs> well, the next play. Definitely. Uh, but anyway, yeah. it's been a pleasure. Oh, you so great here. pleasure, Don. Thank you so much joy. for coming to oh, our home pleasure. and doing this. Oh, what a, what a joy. Thank yeah. you for having me. I really, really enjoyed it. Yes, thank you. So, Thank you. Thank yeah. you, Don. Don, it was really great talking to you. Let's go over some of the main takeaways from today. It is never too late to pursue your dream. You hear that, Ed? I can still pursue my dream. You can, honey, and I hope you do. Thank you. Whenever you hit a wall, take another way around. Or a right or a left or climb over it. Whatever you have to do. And most importantly, perseverance. Can't be said enough. Let's say that again. Perseverance. And I think vaudeville's having a comeback. Okay, that's all for this episode. We'd love all the guests we've had so far, but let us know if there's anyone you'd like to hear. Do little, do lot. Just do something today and tell us what you did. And thank you for listening. We'll be back next week. Thank you to our executive producer, Tim Street, and producer, Emma Kikuchi. This podcast is a production of Authentic. For more info on advertising in this show, visit AuthenticShows.com.